הרי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דרנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים של חנפה הקדוש משה בארץ המה ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחה נובל מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה נא נחנחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן צובעו חשם תראה בי קנטיניו עם סימן נו עם הפסיכות ערן סקשן 15 סיכות ערן We're going to do the second part today And uh, we left off at the word Vesiper Shekshaya. Just finished discussing um, how Rabbeinu uh, was talking about that to put your life in the hands of doctors is something that isn't good. Someone has to be careful to make sure that he doesn't depend on even the greatest of doctors. As Rabbeinu teaches us that um, just by doing so, you're, uh, you're putting yourself away from the aspect of life. Rabbeinu said, we're going to discuss something huge today, something that uh, only someone who understands the secret of the Torah, understands what happens in the spiritual realms, can say something like this. Because what Rabbeinu is saying at a logical level, we think, it only makes, we think Rabbeinu is only speaking at a logical level now, because we say to ourselves, oh wow, we see so many doctors help this and that. But we have no idea what really happens under the surface and how Hashem, Hashem actually heals a person. And we're going to see how in uh, today's podcast, Rabbi is going to make a statement that only uh, someone who's really in tune with what's happening in the, in the highest spiritual realms can say something like this. Because to say something like this, you have to know what's really going on. And um, we're going to discuss it later today in uh, today's podcast about the Nyan, how the Malach Mavit uses... Uh, uh, what do you call it? doctors, as his messengers, and uh, people to commit his uh, killings in the world. Vesiper, Rabbeinu said, he was speaking about, Rabbeinu was telling us stories about when he was in uh, Lemberg, the city of Lemberg, which is the place where all the great doctors used to gather together. Rabbeinu was there for almost eight months, I think, around, um, when he contracted a sickness, tuberculosis, He was there for eight months and nobody knows what he was really doing. They say he went to go seek medical assistance, whatever it was. That stuff is very deep, obviously, because Rabbeinu seems to be saying himself not to seek medical assistance, and yet he's the one who went to go do it. Rabbeinu said, in Chayim Oran, he said, what I'm doing with everyone is very unique. People have very big questions about me by the fact that I say to do something and then I'm doing the exact opposite. But Rabbeinu says, the fact that I have to go to these places and to descend into those places is not for my own benefit, not because I believe that I need to go there, specifically, essentially, because I need to repair what's happening in those realms. And this is something very important, why Rabbeinu needed to take certain medications and why Rabbeinu needed to go visit certain doctors because he needed to accomplish certain rectifications with these people that he could only do had he lowered himself into that place. Even though Rabbeinu believed with 100% certainty that visiting these people was only making him sicker. It's something uh, very deep. Rabbeinu, towards the end of his life, um, was very, very sick on the last few days of his life, the last uh, days of Sukkot, essentially. And his family was surrounded, uh, surrounding him. And uh, they saw Rabbeinu so sick, they immediately called to bring doctors. And Rabbi Natan was there present, and he told the entire family, he said, do not listen. Do not... Uh, He basically said, you guys are doing something wrong. You guys shouldn't bring doctors. I know that Rabbeinu doesn't want, me to, want, want us to do this. And they asked Rabbeinu, and Rabbeinu said, you guys do what you guys think is best. And essentially, Rabbeinu 
because he was such a master at not taking a person's free will, he would never explicitly say to do something or not to do something. He would give a person advice, but because the family had already made that decision, he could not sway them in the opposite direction, even though he and even though Rabbi Natan really knew what Rabbeinu really wanted. Just by the fact that the doctor came, Rabbi Natan said, he writes this in Yemei uh, Moharanat, in his diary, in his journal. He writes in, uh, he says that I know by the fact that this doctor came to visit Rabbeinu that he already took days off his life. That had he not come, it would have been uh, better for Rabbeinu. So, we, we can't really understand these things. Rabbeinu explained in Lesson 64 how the tzaddik needs to read certain books of philosophy to save the nishamot that have fallen into those questions that, are, um, that there are no answers to, that people cannot answer to. Things like this that uh, Rabbeinu specifically, specifically warned everyone not to read books of philosophy. It can damage one's soul, can damage one's faith, etc. But yet Rabbeinu himself needed to go enter those books. So we are not... Um, supposed to make conclusions from the fact that Rabbeinu went to go visit doctors as to the fact that maybe we should too and uh, go uh, ro- roam around for checkups and stuff like that, things that aren't necessary when things are totally fine. <clears throat> but, uh, of course, to each and every person on their own, um, of course, everyone goes through certain situations and uh, you have to do what you feel you need is best and um, the main thing is always to rely on Hashem. But nonetheless, just because of the fact that Rabbeinu visited certain doctors and stuff like that was not for his own sickness, really. We do not understand at all why he did certain things like this. As Rabbi Natan writes, or as Rabbeinu writes, he said, everything I do has countless and countless reasons behind it. Not only at the logical level, but at a much deeper level. In each and every level, whether it's Pshat, Ramit, Rash, and Sod, Rabbeinu said he had countless reasons to do every single thing that he did. So it's not just one reason why he wanted to do this. There are many reasons, especially on the spiritual plane, which we do not really understand whatsoever. So, Rabbeinu says that when he, at the time when he was in Lemberg, there was a very big gathering of all these doctors. And one doctor who was there testified to Rabbeinu that he himself believed that it would be very good to distance, that a person should distance himself with the highest degree of distancing from healings, from medications and doctors. And he said, This person, this great doctor said that they delved into the wisdom of being a doctor so much to the point where they have no idea whatsoever what is the right answer, what is the right remedy for whatever it is. That because they delved so much into the matter and investigated so much, the ideas, the art of healing, whatever it might be, it's impossible for them to really get down to business and to explain what is the truest thing for, for this healing or whatever it might be. And each and every specific sickness um, in its own right has a certain healing, of course. And uh, with regard to every sickness... This doctor testified to Rabbeinu that, and it wasn't just some small doctor, some big doctor, that um, they delved so much into the matter. <clears throat> they delved so much into the matter that uh, they have no idea. They got so confused. And they don't know anything uh, to its truest degree, to its true perfection. And they have no idea how to repair anything. Gam yesh gadol. 
There's also great opposition amongst them, great strife amongst them with regard to healing. And there were two groups, two classes of doctors in uh, that city of Lemberg that were opposing each other with regard to a certain life-threatening sickness and how to conduct oneself, how to conduct the healing for the sickness. There were two classes of doctors that argued how to heal a person with this sort of sickness. That one group said, all those things which are very strong, which have spicy tendencies with regard to that food, is very damaging to that sickness. And they said that this sick person needs to take only things that are the exact opposite of spicy things, very bland, soft foods. And another group said the exact opposite thing, which is what? That this sick person, this sickness requires a person to eat something very strong and very potent. And sweet things and soft things a person needs to avoid. That they can damage this uh, sickness very much. Each and every one of these groups brings proofs, strong proofs to their words. And it was happening at this time that the other group, according to that group which believed in its own right, for example, the group which believed that eating bland foods was important to the health of this person with this sickness, God forbid. They claimed that the other group, which said that you should eat spicy foods, was damaging to the health of that person. In fact, it was a poison. So basically, there are two big groups of doctors arguing against each other. And uh, each group is claiming that the other group is giving the poison, uh, is giving a, a remedy which is actually not re- a remedy to poison. And that if you follow the other group, that uh, you could die from it. Essentially, two of uh, the great, uh, the the greatest experts are arguing on this matter, which is life and death, and uh, they claim that the other one is killing the uh, this person, and the, the other one claims that the other one is killing this person. It's just a big mess. Nimtza, we find. And we, as we just said, basically this one group is explaining. This one group claims that the other group is killing these, this individual with this sickness if it engages according to its remedies. Why? Because, the other, because that group believes that if the other group gives this person uh, soft foods, for example, uh, bland foods, then it's very damaging to his health. Whereas the person who believes that uh, uh, soft foods are good for the health is believing, uh, believes that uh, the person feeding him spicy foods are damaging his health. Etc. Etc. We see that it's he said, she said, uh, this entire balagan, this entire mess, and uh, yeah. And each and every one of these groups possesses doctors that are outstanding in their fields, in this wisdom, that they have a tremendous wisdom in this uh, field. And nonetheless, they are not able to get to the truest remedy. They cannot come to the truest remedy and explain for certain that this is the way to go. And it's impossible to explain naturally with who the truth resides. Why? Because they are both bringing logical proofs. And you do not know what the answer is. 
sometimes it seems to the first group that it's right by them. Why? Because it seems naturally that uh, the remedies they're giving helps this person. And it's sometimes it seems to the other group that it's natural and that it's good. And uh, we are, it's impossible to explain the truth of the matter at all. Nimtza, we find the result of all this is what? It's impossible to rely on these doctors. There's always one doctor that says it's better this way. There's always one doctor that says it's better that way. Because of the fact that they themselves are ultimately confused in this wisdom. It's impossible for them to get to the truest point and uh, to understand what the real truth is behind all these remedies and this wisdom. And how is it possible for a person to hand his life in their hand? A person's life is hanging by, the, by, the, by a hair's breadth, by a thread. And you're willing to take that risk to hand your life to a doctor who's a 50-50 on it. That this doctor with the slightest mistake, with the slightest movement in that, in a hair's breadth direction, to right or left, he can damage this person's life and kill him with his own hands. And we see this naturally, that so many people who visit doctors die just by the fact that these doctors make a certain mistake, don't treat them properly, whatever it might be. That these people die from the world simply because of the way these doctors conducted themselves with this patient. And uh, we've seen this uh, ourselves personally. How many times doctors have been negligent in handing over wrong medication. And uh, we saw this uh, <clears throat> at a personal level with uh, my grandfather. This is stuff that is very, uh, very deep and we don't want to get into it. Obviously, it's very emotional things. But nonetheless, um, we see this in the world, how many times doctors are negligent with the way they uh, prescribe certain medications to certain patients. They prescribe too much or too little. They don't understand what the real condition is of that person. So many times the uh, doctors don't understand the patients. Not to say that all doctors are, uh, are bad at their job. This that chad But nonetheless, um, the main thing Rabenu is trying to teach us is yes, if it comes to the time where a person needs to be the doctor, okay. But Rabenu is saying avoid that time. Try to rely on Hashem Ibach to the ultimate, to the, to the highest degree, as long as you can. Because Hashem Ibach possesses all the healings. And if you can for some reason, then you must put yourself in their hands. But of course, never to forget to do the pidyon and never for, to forget that Hashem is the one in charge. Even with a doctor, the doctor is just a shliach. And the main thing is that what? To put your hand in Hashem Ibach. And of course, Rabbeinu has Torah, where he, uh, the Torah lesson 3 of book 2, where he describes this idea of visiting a doctor, he says the main thing is to do the pijon beforehand. Especially when it comes to serious scenarios. Because the pijon is what allows the doctor the permission to heal a patient. And until then, the doctor has no permission from Hashem Ibarach. Very deep stuff. <clears throat> so we see here uh, what Rabbeinu just mentioned. Because there, is, there exists within the wisdom of... Um, being a doctor and healing and uh, being a physician, whatever it might be, that there are numerous fine points, numerous nuances that are very, very fine and very subtle. And these nuances are super hidden from this, from this doctor, from these doctors. 
like a pregnant, uh, like a fetus uh, in a pregnant stomach, essentially. That what? You cannot see it. Many doctors, the, within the art of uh, being a doctor, within the art of healing, there's so many nuances that are required to understand how to heal a person that so many doctors do not understand. And it's impossible to understand because they're so small and subtle. Until it's impossible for the doctor to truly understand all these nuances and to make a logical decision with those nuances in mind because he doesn't understand all those fine points, those specifics, and that he shouldn't make a mistake calculating all those things and putting them all in, uh, in mind. Therefore, a person needs to... Uh, Flee from these doctors and to distance himself from them. And a person should not say to himself that by the fact that he has a sick person in his house, God forbid, or, the, or that he himself is sick, that if that's the case, who should I rely on? That what? A person shouldn't say that just by the fact that he is sick. And uh, if, if this is true, the Rabban is saying that these doctors, uh, aren't reliable. A person shouldn't say himself, who will I rely on? A person shouldn't continue arguing, Ki A person should say to himself that he's forced to do some act in the way of nature, that he needs to make some reasonable act, do some logical act that proves that he's trying on, a, on the logical, in the, in the realm of nature, meaning one, that if he just keeps the sick person in his house or if he himself is sick and he just remains home, he's not doing whatever he needs to be doing to save himself if he just sits down at home and prays. Rabban was saying, do not say that. Do not think for one second that just by sitting down home and praying, you're not doing all your, um, your hishtalut, your effort. Because Rabban was saying that you think, oh, you need to go do this act, to go to the doctor, to make, sure, to make it known that you are doing all your effort to save a person. Rabban was saying, you are not doing all your effort to save a person by bringing that person to a doctor. <coughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't say to yourself, how can I leave the sick person at home? And I don't put in the effort to save him by bringing him to the doctor. You shouldn't say that, Rabbi I'm saying. Because the truth is, this is complete foolishness and stupidity. Because by the fact that the doctor is closer to death than he is to life, as we mentioned above, we know that in the end of all matters, the sum of all matters is what? That he needs to rely on Hashem alone. If that's the case, then he has to rely on Hashem. So you're doing all your effort by relying on Hashem alone and by choosing not to put your realm put your faith in the realm of nature because with regard to this with regard to a person's life who would you rather rely on the supernatural or the natural of course it's much more difficult to rely on Hashem when things get difficult but nonetheless of course we'd rather rely on Hashem it's much better to rely on in the hands of Hashem and to not put yourself in danger do not put the the uh, the sick person in danger in the hands of this doctor. Because Rabbeinu says this statement, this is the key. Maybe the key this entire lesson. Rabbeinu is saying the majority of doctors are messengers for the angel of death. May God spare us. May God uh, save us from this. That we cannot even understand what we're talking about here. Because Rabbeinu is saying, I know something that most of the world does not know. And that's the fact that the Malach HaMavet uses doctors to commit his killings in this world. And Rabbanu said a person should picture himself 
in his own eyes as if he's standing in a, in a desert that's completely alone or in a forest alone. That if a person's in a forest or in a desert, then no one's there to help him. He's forced to rely on Hashem alone by the fact that nobody's there to help, by the fact that he has no idea what to do. Rabban was saying, picture yourself in the same scenario when there's a sick person or when you yourself are sick or when you yourself are sick, God forbid. That what? Picture yourself as if there's nobody there to help you, as there's no such thing as doctors and what? Rely on Hashem. Sorry, I skipped. Now too, we can apply the same logic. That now, just um, even though that there's, we live in places where there's many doctors and many medications and healings that we might think are beneficial. By the fact that these people, these physicians, are confused in this wisdom. And there are many uh, there are many questions that we have. There are many things that we suspect with regard to this idea of healing. That we do not trust the system so much. In Ken, if that's so, we understand that what? These medications and these doctors are closer to not being beneficial. That what? We think that the doctors are there to help us. We do not understand that the doctors, whether they like it or not, are also very close to uh, being a person, uh, <laughs> making one move and killing off a person, God forbid. <clears throat> and Rabban was saying that uh, this thing is close, the matter is close. That what? That through refuot and doctors, through healings and doctors, it's, um, it's not beneficial to a person's life. At Rabba, on the contrary, he can certainly create a, in, uh, a dent and a damage in this person's life. And if that's the case, why should a person engage in the way and the realm of nature? If in that case, if in the realm of nature, that, um, that logical realm, uh, specifically in this case with uh, visiting doctors and healings, whatever it is, uh, uh, being prescribed certain medication um, is further away from attaining something valuable than it is um, and it's much closer sorry to uh, losing meaning what? that just by visiting the doctor already you're putting yourself in at risk and Rabban was saying why put yourself in that scenario if that's the realm of nature we're talking about if the realm of nature we're talking about is already a risk of a person's life why visit that uh, that person? Why put yourself in the hands of a doctor when you can put yourself in the hands of Hashem, who's always there to help a person no matter what? So that's it, continuing with this section. That's it for today. And Bezrat uh, Hashem, we'll finish off the next, uh, we'll finish off the last piece of this section in the next podcast. Obviously, we have a lot more to discuss with regard to this, and it's not completely finished. But Bezrat Hashem, we continue. With this very important uh, piece in Sikhotaran, obviously quite controversial, but nonetheless still important to hear.